Welcome. Welcome to the Women in Leadership Body, Soul, Mind, and Business Podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm Heather. Together, we are working to connect women in leadership and business, empowering each other, improving the health and wellness of our community, body, mind, and soul. And today we have an amazing guest with us. Yes, I'm so excited for you guys to meet Lisa Rodino. She is fabulous and has a wealth of knowledge to share with us today as we are getting ready to take our kids back to school and get back into uh, the mom new year. It's a mom new year. Yeah, mom new year. And um, introduce yourself and uh, what it is you do, both your, you know, um, regular nine to five school year time, and then also, you know, the other hats you wear. Um, Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Uh, My name is Lisa Rodino. I work for Arlington Public Schools as the school to work coordinator. So in my nine to five um, week with during the school year, I work with students on applying to colleges and universities, Mm -hmm. applying to community and technical colleges, helping them explore apprenticeships, helping them explore employment opportunities, helping them explore possibly enlisting in the military. I also work with students on looking for scholarships Mm -hmm. and filing FAFSA in order to get financial aid at colleges. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, I also work with students on work-based learning, which is where they can have jobs throughout the school year and earn a half a credit for so many hours worked. And then this past summer, we launched an internship program, which is 90 hours during the summer, and they also earn a half a credit um, for completion of the internship. Um, In my spare time, um, I enjoy hiking and biking and kayaking and walking and running and all of those types of things. Um, I also do work with students as they are needed, um, not necessarily with Arlington Public Schools, but all any student who may need additional help um, with the process of colleges and financial aid um, and just being being someone who can provide them with maybe some guidance that maybe their parents don't even know about mm-hmm. um, or they're just in a certain situation where they don't have someone to ask. And so hopefully open up those lines of communications to help them find their best path and, and where is it, it is that they want and how I might be able to help get them from point A to point B. You are the bridge. I am the bridge. You're Absolutely. the bridge between school and then the now what? Absolutely. Oh, I have to do a thing. <laughs> Somebody expects me to know what, what I want. <laughs> what is the next step now? But one of the biggest things is, um, and whenever I work with any student, is they need to keep all their doors open. Um, so when they change their mind, and this is not an if, this is when they change their mind. Um, very few students don't change their mind and in October when they want to be a lawyer. And then in um, April, when they decide they're going to be an electrician, that's okay. Those are absolutely valid opportunities for the student. So let's keep all our doors open. So when their mind changes, we can go ahead and change with it. And it's not a failure. It is not looking negatively on themselves. It's just, Hey, I've changed my mind. I think I'm going to go another direction and that's okay. I like that. The way you said that keeping all the doors open, because I think that that would be the, the biggest thing we want for any of our, our kids that are making those transitions to have as many doors open for them as possible. 
So that, I love that. And I do, I tell the students, you know, take the SAT, although most colleges are not even requiring SAT or ACTs now because of COVID. Um, So, but take the SAT, take the ASVAB, which is the military entrance exam. Let's explore employment opportunities. Let's explore apprenticeships. So you can make a really solid choice when you have, when you decide to make a choice, because we've kind of looked at everything. And again, if you change your mind, it is okay. It's, It's not a failure. It's just, I've changed my mind. I think that's huge because I think we, as parents, you know, walking our kids through that change, it's hard. I was, I, I'm, I'm just witnessing your struggle last year, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that exact well, place. You I'm she still just kind of there. in the middle um, of this process with my oldest. She um, graduated this last year, and then uh, her whole high school years was just weird because of COVID and then um, transitioning now into work and, and school and what that looks like. And she's changed her mind like 20 times this last year and what she wanted to do and, and you know, how she wanted to go about doing it. And she was going to go to school out of state and now she's not. And it's been a process. So being able to have um, someone like you to, talk to you know from us as a student is super helpful um to these i'll call them kids because to me they're kids as they transition into their adult life because i know i didn't have anyone there to help coach me along my way and i had to figure it out on my own and i feel like a lot of times we think that we have to do these things on our own so that knowing that there's a resource, that there's a person to talk to at school or at least as part of the school district about these things, I feel is super important because these are huge life changes, huge life decisions. And then, you know, they change change their mind and go a different direction for whatever reason. And Charlie, I think what you said is extremely applicable, and and I call it I call it the spaghetti model. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got, um, and I say this with the absolute terms of endearment, the nerd people, my husband, mm-hmm. you know, in his high school yearbook, he's like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be. This is who I am. And a straight shot. And 30 years later, that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But then we've got the spaghetti like me. Okay. Well, I was an ASL interpreter for a while. And then I went into higher education and I did, um, you know, disability support services. And then I went to law school admissions and then I went to undergraduate admissions. And then I decided I was going to do financial advising for a while. So, I mean, I've got this extremely weaving path, but then I look back in hindsight and I think of what valuable knowledge I gained from each mm-hmm. and every opportunity that I had had throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And I honestly believe that everything leading to this point in my life has made this job that I currently have the absolute best job I've ever had, because it's a culmination of all of those years of experience that I've had. Um, And one of the other things that you kind of touched on a little bit is as parents, and I know with my son, you have a goal for them. You have a dream for them. You want them, you know, that old time, we want you to be better than what we did. Um, But you can't fit kids in a mold. Um, I know I couldn't fit my son into a mold and he needed to fail. He needed to figure things out. Mm -hmm. He needed to have those opportunities 
to pull himself up by his bootstraps and figure out what went wrong and how can I use that to not do it again and to learn from that. And so I think as a society, a lot of times we don't want our kids to fail. I mean, nobody wants to watch their kid fall flat on their face, but I found that whenever we watched our son fall, and we were there, we coached him, we, he was allowed to fail safely. Mm. And he was allowed to sa- fail in a way that we were still there to support him. And by allowing that to happen, now that he's more of an adult, you know, graduated from college, has his first job, he's had those experiences of failure, mm. and realizing that it doesn't define who he is, but it allows him to springboard into the next part. Yes. Yes. Because it's not really failing. It's like, this is what you're learning. It's sort of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's part of the life process of learning. Yeah. We've, we've all quote unquote failed at some point in time or another, but what did we learn from that experience that we're going to take with us into the next, you know, use that experience to next time we need to pull that knowledge. Right. Absolutely. Um, I was talking with my son and he was feeling like a chapter was ending and like his book is finished. And I was like, but you're going to start a new book. And he hadn't thought of that. And just new chapter, new new book. It's all good. You know, like now you're, you know, you're learning the next things. And I think too, sometimes our kids are afraid to tell us that they've changed their mind. So when they have someone that's not so close to them emotionally, that they can talk to about Mm -hmm. even thinking about changing their mind, sometimes that's, that's nice too. Like, Mm -hmm. And not knowing exactly and not knowing where to go. And, and I am by no way or means an expert. Um, but what I do well is navigating the systems. Mm-hmm. If I don't know the answer, let's figure it out together. Um, because I, I'm not going to know all the answers. There are things that come at me all the time that I'm like, huh, well, that's a great question. Um, let's figure it out. And, you know, but I, but I've worked long enough that I can navigate the systems and I have a general idea of where I want to go or who I need to contact or who I need to talk to. Um, and so that helps me be able to make that step, but you're right. A lot of times the kids don't even know what step to take. So I don't, I don't do things for the students, but I will say, let's contact this person. And then I put the onus back on them to make that step because they need to take ownership in what it is that they want to do. I love that. And then they, you can be right there. Like if they need to make a phone call or send an email or, you know, that's fabulous. Draft the email, do a zoom meeting. I mean, what do you need? (laughs) I'm here to support Anything what you need, but they need to have, they need to take on that responsibility because it's a teaching moment. And if I do it, then they're not learning anything. But if I right. give it to them and I support them in that process, then the next time I tell them to do something or ask them to do something, it gets easier. <laughs> no, baby girl. All right. So the dogs are excited today. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just they're a okay. little. <laughs> um, so one of the other questions that we had was we um, and the parents we work with tend to have a lot of uh, children who are neurodivergent and so these things these transitions are extra hard and challenging um, and what that might look like 
And this is, I mean, this is very individualized because if students have been um, in the special ed system in the schools, then there are certain supports that that the schools are able to provide. Um, Certainly some of those transition resources um, that they can certainly talk with, um, with the special education department, their special education teachers. Um, But once you get out, there are places like Job Corps that can help Mm. students. Um, Not only does it provide them with housing and meals and all of that, it also provides them with training. Mm. Um, And it doesn't just have to be locally. We do have an office in Cedro Woolley, but it doesn't have to be. If the Cedro Woolley office does not have a particular program that they're looking at, maybe they want to go into welding or or manufacturing or culinary or something that this office doesn't have, they can work cooperatively all over the United States in order to get them training. And it doesn't doesn't cost anything. Mm -hmm. The other thing is connecting them with um, the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation in whatever, you know, state they live in. Some of it's OVR, some of it's DVR. And those resources can also help um, transition and help bridge that getting them on the job training and those types of things, if they need additional training other than just, um, you know, finding a job, if, if accommodations or those types of things might be needed, you might be able to work individually with the employer, but having somebody backed up in order to support you uh, within the VR system could also be extremely valuable. Then, you know, through the school districts, there are transition programs for the students to help teach them some of those life skills. Um, So again, those would be all things that you'd want to talk to uh, the special education uh, department at the school to see what, what might be be available for the students after they graduate. I love that. That's so exciting. So I'm just going to say that what I heard was that all of us, no matter what school district you in are in, can talk to your special ed department about continued resources for your children. So if you don't know about the program, if you don't know about what you can have access to, if you already have a 503, 504 or an IEP, you you have access to these resources. And I I was so surprised last year when I learned this, Um, I didn't know. I was like, here I am. I'm thinking, what are we going to (laughs) do? Right? Like, I didn't know that there was a continued program. And it was such a huge relief for me um, to, as a mom, to be like, okay, not only do I now have moms in my group that have neurodivergent children that are in their 30s, you know, that I, you know, been making Mm -hmm. friends with, but now I also can see in the school district where those resources are coming from. And then my son is willing to engage in some of those. So that's very exciting for us. Yeah. And absolutely. And just asking the questions, I mean, the student may or may not qualify, but I mean, at least having the opportunity to just ask those questions, what else, you know, what's the transition program for my student once they graduate? What, you know, what can we expect? What other resources are there? Um, And then, you know, allow them because obviously they're going to have a lot more knowledge about what's out there um, than possibly possibly you as a parent. Exactly. You don't have to know it all. You can tap into your community. That's so (laughs) fabulous. And Google's your friend. Google's your friend sometimes. Sometimes. Most of the time. (laughs) I I think this is really great information for us to share with, um, with our listeners and things like that. Because we do worry about 
our kids going out into the business world because mm -hmm. as you know, women in leadership and business, we want our kids to succeed. And of course we want them to do better than we've ever done. Like we've talked about before, but then a lot of the time it's like, okay, how do we do that? Mm -hmm. How do we help our kids make that next step? How do we help coach our kids um, to through this transition. Yeah. I mean, we've been forging the way of doing it differently with our kids anyways. Mm -hmm. So like, what's the next step look like? We kind of figured this school stuff out, you know, like mm -hmm. who to talk to. You know? One of the things I was most excited about when uh, meeting Lisa for the first time was I got this huge sense of relief. Like I don't have to figure this out on my own. I don't have to coach my kid by myself. There's other people to help me with that. And that is a huge weight lifted from my shoulders. Um, you know, I, I said my oldest transition is transitioning to college. She starts college in a couple of weeks, but my youngest is transitioning into high school. So really for the next four years, we're preparing him for um, the rest of his life. We're preparing him for a career. We're preparing him for um, life outside of school and what that might look like. And, you know, talking to him about what he might want to do when he graduates and all this stuff. Um, so being able to have someone at this um, school district to call or to ask the questions to, or have them ask the questions to, ideally, that would be the goal, right? Uh, for them to help themselves. Um, is just fabulous because okay how many teenagers like to listen to their parents for, for advice anybody anybody exactly exactly and that's like you know even with our son now i mean all of a sudden he'll say something and we'll be like huh i wonder where you heard that from it's not that we've not been preaching that to you for like 14 years but then somebody else says it and they go he's like wow that's a great idea and you're like that's fantastic. You just keep doing you and, and buddy, it's going to be good. But it is, it's that outside perspective that uh -huh. we as parents, we want our students to listen to absolutely every single thing we say, because we're really smart and we know everything. Um, but then all of a sudden to get somebody else to say it, they go, oh, okay, maybe my parents do know what I'm talking about. So absolutely. I think as parents, we've all experienced that at one time or another. That validation piece, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. oh, my mom is smart. <laughs> oh, they do know what they're talking about Thanks sometimes. So much. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, Lisa, this has been a pleasure, absolute pleasure, talking with you today about these things. I think this is really important for parents to know that these resources are available in their own school districts. So, if you are in the Arlington school district up here in Washington. Um, you can get a hold of Lisa Rodino. And if you are not um, part of the Arlington School District, get a hold of your local school district and ask them who they're the special ed department. So if you yeah. have a, you should have a person that you're working with. Mm -hmm. And if you're not getting your questions answered, it's okay to talk to somebody else too. Mm -hmm. Like just, you know, keep asking. Or sometimes we need a fellow um, parent to help us ask those questions because we get emotional about what's going on with our kids too. We do. And so then sometimes we, we don't understand or we take something personally that we shouldn't be like, 
Hope is with those darn four agreements is sneaking in again. Don't take it personally. Uh, yeah. It's not about you. They may not, maybe they don't understand your question, or maybe you're not saying it in a way that they can understand it. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a lot of the, the um, resistance I get is that I'm asking the question in such a weird back way because of what's going on in my own life mm-hmm. that someone may not understand my question. But if I have my bestie with me, Charlie, she'll be like, oh, this is what you're trying to say. you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she just, you know, just like you do, you bridge the gap. So don't be afraid to ask for community support. And I mean, I think that that is the whole crux of the entire women in leadership. It's providing support to women out there and just allowing them sometimes to vent and to talk and to just be there and pick them up um, and say, it's okay. Let's, let's, let's take the next step and see where we end up at. Exactly. Exactly. And you don't have to take those steps alone, which is fabulous. We We were never meant to do it alone. We were never meant to. No. We're meant to work in circles, work together and create this community. So thank you for being part of our community, Lisa. We love having you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. And if there's questions, just let me know. Absolutely. Our cause of the quarter this quarter is the Tears Foundation. We have the Tears Foundation Gala coming up in October and um, it's Roaring Twenties. It's Roaring Twenties. So we're going to get dressed up. It's a mm-hmm. local event in Puyallup, Washington, mm-hmm. and they've expanded nationally and internationally. Yes. And it's an amazing um, organization. So go ahead and check those links out below. But Charlie and I are collecting donations from the community to create um, baskets for giveaway mm-hmm. or for giveaways for auction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'd love to put together a uh, different baskets for our different little communities around here uh, with love from Arlington, with love from Stanwood, with love from Marysville, um, all those things. So if you would like to donate um, items to those gift baskets or, or um, cool things for the live auction, I'd be happy to deliver them and they're tax deductible. I have the right form. Oh, yeah. So let me know. Um, We're always looking for those things too. Always looking for those. So things keep too. giving where your heart leads you to give. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for joining us on the Women in Leadership Body, Soul, Mind, and Business podcast. Be sure to um, listen and download or watch and subscribe at www.womeninleadershipbsmb.com. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Mwah. Mwah.